0: Thanks for tuning in to the 301 Leroy, the official podcast for the City of Fenton, Michigan. I'm Tessa, the Communications Director at City Hall, and 301 Leroy is your one-stop destination for all things Fenton, from city events to community news. Today we're going to be talking about Fenton's 31st annual 4th of July Freedom Festival. While the event has changed over the years, one thing remains the same. How Much Our City Loves to Come Together to Celebrate on the 4th of July. With me today is Scott Grossmeyer, Councilman for the City and one of the many coordinators of the Fenton Freedom Festival. Thanks for joining me today, Scott.
1: Well, thanks for having me, Tessa. It's a pleasure to be here.
0: I'm so glad you could make it because the Freedom Festival is one of the biggest events that the city holds and it's loved by everyone. So I want to know, how did you first get involved with the Freedom Festival?
1: Well, that was always a real big day for my family. Um, My wife and daughter and I came down, uh, started with the pancake breakfast, ended with the fireworks, did everything in between. It was a huge day for us. We loved it. And somewhere along the line, Andy Schmidt, who used to coordinate the parade, uh he asked me if i would help and be a parade marshal one year and so that's how i started i started as a parade parade marshal on uh under andy schmidt's command
0: I remember Andy Schmidt, a wonderful man. He
1: certainly was. Mm-hmm. Great and guy.
0: That doesn't surprise me that he got you involved because he was really good at that.
1: He was <laughs> he awesome was, at that.
0: Yes, he was. So uh, on a regular basis, now that you're more involved in the planning, how long does it really take this event to be planned?
1: Well, honestly, the um, planning takes a long time. And the planning for this event will start the week after the 4th. <laughs> with our with our wrap up and our critique meeting. And at that critique meeting we beat ourselves and everybody else <laughs> up and and start with ideas for next year. And the chairs of each committee can look at those ideas and ruminate on them all winter and then the real planning for the event starts in January. Okay.
0: That's a that's a very long time. That's like a that's an entire year of planning, but it makes sense because it's a big event. And there's a lot of stuff involved, mostly the amount of people that come each year. So how many people do we estimate attend each year to the Freedom Festival?
1: That's really kind of a funny question. I'll be honest with you. Probably six or seven years ago, I thought about how can we determine how many people are watching the mm-hmm. parade? And so, of course, I knew the length of the parade route. It's 1.9 miles. Okay. Okay. And then without getting into all the math, I looked at the immediate downtown area and figure people usually stand three to four deep, figure the average person. I imagine about 15,000 people on the entire parade route. Wow. And I would imagine that there's that or more that show up at night for the fireworks.
0: I would imagine, too. Yeah, you- it used to be like, I remember when the fireworks were where the middle school is now, and all of the cars would pack into the ball field over there. And now we've got it in a more centralized business district, which is nice. Mm-hmm. It's a lot easier to fit that with many cars, that many people. But extending the parade route down Shiawassee, too, I think can help accommodate more people, right?
1: Well, it can, and it's funny because the way that came about originally was during the Streetscape project in, in the downtown area. We weren't able to bring the parade oh. down Leroy Street, so I had to shorten and change the route. I cut some of the streets off to the south mm-hmm. and moved the staging area out to the industrial park. Well, with that being pretty much vacant over yep. the holiday, that turned out to be a perfect place to stage the parade, so it became our permanent home in uh it, to be honest, it shocked me to find out how many people actually line the parade route mm-hmm. that far out.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: uh, a couple of years ago we started putting uh, at the beginning of the parade route a sensory sensitive area. I was going
0: to ask you about that yeah. That's, yeah
1: and I and I'll be honest with you. I call all of the parade participants beforehand, and what I tell them is we want to limit the noise in that area. We realize that you can't do away with all noise, but if you have music, tone it down, nothing loud, nothing blasting, no air horns, no sirens, no bangs, no loud noises in that area to help the people that are in that area just enjoy the parade that we all enjoy.
0: Yep. No, that's a great feature that not a lot of places have. So uh, with that many people being downtown, how does cleanup happen after this event? Because if you're talking 15,000 people, that's a lot.
1: It is a lot. And cleanup happens downtown continually during the event. Uh, we have a, a huge troop of Boy Scouts who help in the downtown area, and they keep on top of stuff. We've got a, a big dumpster that we rent. They come, they empty the bins, they take the bags out to the dumpster, put new bags in. So they're great for keeping the downtown picked up. Um, the morning after, uh, 5, 6 o'clock in the morning, <laughs> There are a handful of volunteers, the Boy Scouts, the American Legion, myself, Pat Lockwood, Mm -hmm. a couple other people. We go out and we meet in front of VG's on Silver Parkway. We pick up all the big stuff and then the DPW comes through with the street street sweeper Mm -hmm. and cleans up the rest. And then we move from there to the downtown area and pick up what we can pick up. And then the street sweeper comes behind us and gets the rest. Um, this year, uh, we had a group from the Freedom Center Church okay. say that they were going to send uh, a bunch of people over to help with cleanup so
0: that's excellent yeah
1: the, the more hands the better
0: yeah absolutely and even when you're at the event it's hands on deck at all times even while you're enjoying the parade that's right so um let's make it easier for everybody the next day by picking up after yourself during the parade and during the fireworks but we do have some great volunteers from our community who are always there to help so that's good to know now, you talked about the Freedom Festival, um, like when your daughter was young. So do you have a favorite memory from the Freedom Festival?
1: Oh, heck yeah. That's an easy one. That's, <laughs> that's uh, you know, in 2004, my daughter was queen.
0: Oh, my gosh. And,
1: and at that same time, a neighbor and close friend, Carl Hammond, uh-huh. who was a past mayor for the city of Fenton, was grand marshal. And so to attend the ski show and the Grand Marshal event and all of those things with the Grand Marshal, my neighbor and Mm -hmm. my daughter, um, was great. But really the best part, proudest moment, Mm -hmm. choke up thinking about it, was driving my daughter to the parade.
0: Absolutely. Uh, that, I I remember that year. I had completely forgotten about that. Yeah. It's such an honor to not only be Grand Marshal, but I forgot about the King and the Queen. Those are an important part of the city. Those are representatives of our students. And uh, I can't blame you for being proud there. <laughs> yeah,
1: and it's quite a process. And in, in, uh, there's a group that, that interviews kings and queens. But what a lot of people don't realize is uh, an effort between the Fenton Linden Regional Chamber of Commerce and the Freedom Festival Committee we give each of those students scholarships wow so they get a $1000 scholarships for king and queen
0: that's incredible so yeah
1: kind of kind of neat
0: yeah that is that is wonderful now the grand marshal how does a grand marshal get chosen
1: well at our very first meeting of the year um so any, July 5th. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. So there you go. Uh-huh.
1: Any any, and all committee members that have been thinking about it all year long who, mm-hmm. who might be good representative for Grand Marshal would nominate them at that first meeting. And then the committee will take their time and discuss the nominees, and then we vote on it. Mm-hmm. And this year, Officer Cole, Detective mm-hmm. Cole, Tom, um, <laughs> was a unanimous decision. The work that he has done in the schools and the way that the the faculty, the students, the community, you know, he's been just a, a driving force with the community and, and it was a unanimous decision to elect him as our Grand Marshal. We're proud to have him.
0: And we even have a surprise because Mr. Thomas Cole is here, and he is this year's recipient. So um, most everybody knows him as Officer Cole. He's moved up now. He is Detective Cole. He was serving as the resource officer for Fenton Schools for the past five years, and now he's transitioning into the role as detective. So thank you for joining us, Tom.
2: Thank you for having me.
0: Now, what does this incredible honor mean to you?
2: I don't know that it's completely hit me yet. Uh, (laughs) It's hard to put into words, here in Scott, you know, how it was a unanimous decision, mm-hmm. um, recognizing the passion I put into my job mm-hmm. at not only the school, but the community. I, I love this community. I love the kids in this community. And I love, you know, all, all the people that call us for a service. Mm-hmm. And um, for my, Counterparts and my board members and everybody to recognize that work. It, mm-hmm. It's special. But like I said, I, I just seen the sign out in front
0: mm-hmm. to come
2: meet and greet the Grand Marshal. <laughs> you're
0: like, wait, that's <laughs> me. Like,
2: Why are we meeting and greeting? What are we doing here? So it all hasn't hit me yet, but, uh, I'm extremely honored.
0: That's, it. That's great. I, I uh, was at the Memorial Day parade and you were flagging traffic. And some of the kids who were walking by, I just watched you interact with them. And I have no doubt you were the number one candidate. The way that you interact with those kids, the way they feel comfortable with you, they respect you. It's an amazing relationship you've built here. And so, um, yeah, it does not surprise me <laughs> at all that it was unanimous. So of all of these qualities... When you're thinking about a Grand Marshal, we've got, you know, active in the community. What are some of the other qualities that we're looking for in a Grand Marshal each year? So for you, it would be your service to the community and your passion. Um, In other years, what are some things that happen in the Grand Marshal process?
1: Well, um, honestly, the Grand Marshal has always been somebody who has been important played major roles in the city, whether it was out in public or behind the scenes. It's it's always been kind of a community hero. You know, gotcha. somebody that, I don't know, you know, him, everybody mm-hmm. knows them and everybody knows how important they are. And mm-hmm. There's never any question as to why that decision was made. It was like, oh, yeah, why hasn't that happened before? Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> I, I mean, to go through qualities, it's like, the qualities we all wish we had. Sure. That, that kind of person.
0: Did you hear that, Tom? Yeah.
2: That's, <laughs> that's still uh, hitting me. Um, Didn't but get, you? <laughs> when, when, I, when I think of it, it's, you know, um, stuff you do when nobody's watching. Mm hmm. Uh, because people are always watching. It's true. And they recognize the hard work, the dedication, and the passion that you put into it mm-hmm. because you love helping people. Mm-hmm. And um, the schools were a big part. And the schools opened up to so many other things. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe one day down the line, we can do a podcast about the miracle on 6th Street that uh, you talk about community. Right. That thing was started and... Maybe started by a few, but it was finished by the whole community. Mm-hmm. And there was would have been no way it would have got done. A whole house was torn down to the studs, mm-hmm. and in seven weeks it was rebuilt.
0: It sounds like a TV show. With new yeah. everything. Mm-hmm. It
2: was. Um, if there was a need, it was met mm-hmm. without even picking up a phone. So yeah. that's what uh, why I'm so honored is being in a community like that.
0: Absolutely yeah well you're a part of it and you're a big part of it now i already asked scott but i'm going to ask you have, have do you have a favorite memory from the freedom festival or your favorite part of the event
2: um well <laughs> when i'm at the freedom festival i'm working yes. <laughs> so i remember sitting well standing mm-hmm. in my hot uniform in mm-hmm. the blazing sun but it's it's the kids yeah um, uh, when that parade's going through and just the excitement and mm-hmm. their eyes and their voices, and that's my favorite moment,
0: yeah, it is good. And, and that is funny this year, you're not working, right? Mm,
2: no, no, you're no, not I'm be sitting on the float <laughs> doing my parade doing, wave,
0: doing the queen wave <laughs> for right. everyone, right? I've it's been what practicing. is that? Um, now at the end of the night, we've got the big event, the fireworks. So, how does the city put on such an amazing show each year?
1: Well. I mean, that's a a lot of work from a lot of people and a lot of moving parts, but none of it would happen without our fire chief, our police department, Mm -hmm. our DPW, the Chamber of Commerce, um, and then the numerous volunteers who are out collecting donations because Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people think that. The city pays for this, and that's not true. Mm-hmm. Couldn't be further from the truth. I mean, we get a lot of help from our different departments, but this event is completely fundraised and paid for by the donations. So, the people that do all that, man, that's that's how that day and night happen. Yeah,
0: it, it. You know, at the last city council meeting when they were approving everything for the fireworks event, I that was my first time really being part of the the government part of this event and seeing that and realizing how much paperwork actually has to take place for an event like this because there's approvals for the fireworks and, um, you know, you've got your police and your fire staff on there, on hand, on the property. You know, they've taken responsibility. There's insurance. Uh, To be able to put on this event for the citizens with as much work that goes into it is really incredible. And we're really fortunate to have such a well- you know, oiled machine here and the sponsors from the city that make it possible.
1: Oh, yeah. And the business community that steps forward and helps with donations. I've I've talked to several of the businesses out in the industrial park where for the staging area, I have porta potties. I can put my golf carts mm-hmm. out there. And I mean, everybody steps up out there to help. There's a lot that goes into making that day happen.
0: It's that community we've got yep. it here. Yes, we do. So, now for the residents and other local businesses, how can what can they do to help with the Freedom Festival?
1: Well, like I just said, mm-hmm. you know, the this thing runs on donations and if that ever dries up, we're going to be in trouble. Sure. Um, with with COVID, we experienced a, a real big price increase with fireworks. Mm-hmm. Um, and so really our, our goal is to collect enough to cover the event this year and next. And that way we can fundraise for the future instead of this year. So with that, there's a tremendous effort this year to fundraise and, and people can donate on the Chamber of Commerce website. They can stop in the Chamber of Commerce and make a donation. Um, we will have volunteers out in front of both VG stores this weekend and next with, uh, cups mm-hmm. asking for donations and every nickel, dime, quarter dollar <laughs> helps. So, yep. oh, yeah. um, I mean, that's, that's a huge way is through donations. And then, you know, if somebody has the time, a little bit of passion and wants to get involved and volunteer, we occasionally have that person that steps forward and we'll take all and, anybody Mm -hmm. who wants to volunteer some time to work with us
0: well did you hear that city of fenton residents we need you we need you for the fireworks so we need you for the parade your help is needed now outside of that as somebody who's worked at the freedom festival for for forever what are some things that participants can do to help make sure the event runs safely
2: uh be patient and respectful (laughs) yeah those are the two biggest things um at the end of the parade, everybody wants to get out of there and, and go back to their, mm-hmm. their picnics and their family get-togethers, which we understand. But if we're all patient and respectful of one another, we'll get out of there quicker. Mm-hmm. Uh, same thing goes for the fireworks. It's very dangerous for especially the the police officers to be out there trying to direct traffic mm-hmm. um, because it's at night mm-hmm. and everybody's tired from mm-hmm. All the parties all day, and they want to go home. Mm-hmm. So they just need to slow down, be respectful,
0: and be patient. I think it's smart. Everybody should pack their cars with with snacks for that wait. It'll make it a lot easier if you come back to a car that's prepared with snacks yeah. for your family for the wait. Because I I know I know exactly how that is when you have kids in the back seat and you're gridlocked. But it's worth it, right? It is, mm-hmm. and we
2: have. Got extremely efficient with mm-hmm. getting cars out of there. Um, I think we do a really good job on that, and we can do even better with the citizens. Right,
0: out. that's incredibly correct. Yeah. Do either of you have any last remarks about the big day?
2: I'm just really looking forward to it. Again, it, it's an amazing honor, mm-hmm.
0: and um,
2: I'm going to have you're my ready. family with me. And <laughs> you're ready yeah, for the
0: meet and greet. Uh, I, <laughs>
1: Everybody a little nervous about hands. that, yes. yeah. <laughs> well, you'll enjoy it. It's a little... fun time, yeah. and, <laughs> and uh, I'm pretty sure that most everybody will talk nicely and not roast you. But, yeah, that's, that's good. but I don't know about the chief; he may, he may roast me a little bit. Yeah, it yeah. <laughs> no, I I would just like to wish everybody a happy Fourth and say, come on out, have fun, enjoy your family, enjoy your friends, and enjoy your community. You know,
0: I think we're all ready to celebrate. Here are all of the events for the 31st annual Fenton's 4th of July Freedom Festival. On Thursday, June 29th, from 5.30 to 6.30 p.m., come to the Fenton Community and Cultural Center to meet the 2023 Grand Marshal and our King and Queen. Presentations and announcements will start at 6.30 p.m. On Monday, July 3rd, after dinner, head to Silver Lake Park for a free Silver Lake ski show starting at 7 p.m. Entry fee to Silver Lake Park will be waived during the hours of the event. Now for the big day on the 4th, skip the breakfast mess at home and come to the annual pancake breakfast that's hosted by the American Legion Number 38, from 7 a.m. to 10 a.m. at the Community and Cultural Center. At 9.45, the 5K race and fun run and walk will start behind Ellen Street. They'll head down Shiawassee to North Leroy, North to Caroline, and then back to West Street. Participants will run that loop three times to complete the race, with an awards ceremony immediately following right at the race starting line. To register as a participant, you can go to FentonLindenChamber.com. Good luck to all participating. Now, find a spot to rest and watch the Fenton Freedom Festival Parade that starts promptly at 10 a.m. Floats will be lined up on Industrial Way, and they'll head down Shiawassee towards North Leroy. Remember, there is a sensory-friendly zone right at the beginning of the parade. Once the parade gets to Caroline Street, they will head west to West Street where the parade will end. Kiwanis Club is featuring the bike parade this year, and all children are welcome to decorate their bikes and join in on the festivities. The Community and Cultural Center will offer free children's games and art provided by the Kiwanis Club. There will also be snow cones and crafts at the Fenton United Methodist Church. Hungry Howies will be on site for food and refreshment needs. If you need something during the parade, stop by the Fenton Freedom Festival information booth and first aid station that's located at the Fenton Police Department. And don't forget, the annual Rubber Ducky Regatta will start at 12.30 p.m. sponsored by the Rotary Club. So make sure to win big this year. Fireworks will begin at 10 p.m. at Silver Lake Park. Remember, there's no parking on the grounds of Silver Lake Park. Thank you to all the sponsors that donated towards the fireworks presentation this year. We can't wait to celebrate with you. Thank you again for joining me today to talk about the 31st Annual Fenton's 4th of July Freedom Festival. For more information, visit cityoffenton.org. We hope to see everyone downtown for the best parade yet. You've been listening to 301 Leroy, the official podcast for Fenton City Hall, your one-stop destination for all things Fenton. Happy Independence Day.